Hello, this is a Jay the Shark and friends. And Russell. Mm, and Russell podcast. And on today's show, we're talking to executive chef and co-owner of Taste Bar and Grill Bang Tao and Taste Jammu, Martin Oslind. Swedish-born Martin opened Taste on Surin Beach back in 2008 with his partner Jade. Martin cooks his version of amazing comfort food and Taste has become one of the best-known restaurants in Phuket. Martin talks about his food journey, his grandmother's meatballs, his love for golf, and finally, he talks me into coming out of retirement to DJ at a 90s night. I like Martin. He's one of the most laid-back people that I know. Real cool guy. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, hey, Jay. Hello, Jay. Wow, that is, you've got a sultry voice when you need to. Oh, do I? Chef Martin. I was thinking... It, what? Hold on, no, let me... No, 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 no. <laughs> you made the point already about the sultry voice. And I was oh. thinking, whilst we've been having a little chat off air, mm. really good radio voice. Marty? Yeah. Really? Marty, Marty. I think you've, you have a, got a lovely it's voice. Untested, man. Untested. I'm thinking late night love. <laughs> Late night love with Marty. It was pretty. Oh, I like that. See, cool. Just got a ring to it. Marty Late just sounds like love. he's just got up all uh, the time, which yeah. is generally true, though, it's is it not? Very true, man. I, I kind of ease in. It's <laughs> <laughs> a life in general. You just have the coffee. Yeah, man. I'm just just waking up, man. Um, Martin, oh, I'm gonna get your surname wrong. You're gonna make me say it, aren't you? Oslin. It so, is. It's the English version of oh. my. Name. It's actually Östlund. Östlund. Yeah. I think that's what I said. Nah, well, you know, it's, it's an O with two dots. It's a Swedish letter. It's, yeah, it's an O. But, uh, you know, it doesn't translate so well. So it's Chef Austin. Martin. I'm, let's just you. call you Party yeah, Marty, uh, with many other names that you've had Marty. in your time. Uh, Martin, the owner, head sh- executive chef, head chef? What do you like to call yourself? Co-owner. Oh, co-owner. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. Don't want to. <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be that guy who's yeah. like, yeah, no, no, it's all me. It's all me. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, yeah, co-owner, me and my wife, and uh, what do you say, executive chef. My dad that? is a part of it, too. I shouldn't but he doesn't chef your dad, does he? No, but he is uh, the kind of the inspiration behind of all my cooking. That and the critic. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and a pretty harsh critic, man, yeah. I must say. But uh, he tries not to be Place. anymore. So originally from Sweden. Yep. Um, grew up in you Sweden. No, he doesn't. Don't, we, you do not sound Swedish. I know, Martin. <laughs> I could just, and then went to Hawaii, done culinary school, and now you're in Phuket. End of the podcast. Thank you very much, Martin. Yep, done. that's it. That's done. it. <laughs> okay. Wow, that was, whew, that was tricky. That was a hard one. Uh, so yeah. originally from Sweden. Yeah. Take us, take us away. Take us away. Uh, born, uh, born in uh, Stockholm. Uh, was kidnapped by my mom uh, at uh, infant age and brought back to brought to Malmo in southern Sweden, where I grew up. Uh, spent what eighteen years there or so, and then did, did a year as an exchange student in the U.S. and then uh, university in the U.S. That's where I met Jade and. That's where the... The love blossomed. The love blossomed, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> and then... Uh, Probably should yeah. say that. <laughs> and, and also my love for cooking kind of... I mean, I was always cooking since I was very young, but, uh, but there... When you say there, where was the love for cooking? Did, did, did you have the light bulb moment for the cooking? Well, I can tell... Okay, so it kind of started when I was nine years old, and it was kind of my... Thanks to my best friend, Nicholas, um, who... Um, he was kind of into Asian food, and... Uh, uh, one day he took me to a Chinese restaurant for the very first time and I ate uh, beef with bamboo shoots. And it blew me away because it was nothing like my mom's cooking or my dad's cooking and I, I was really intrigued and like, how do they make this food? And, and um, so Nicholas had this idea. We, had all, we were living in kind of an immigrant area in Malmo and he, he, he was like, man, we got to buy these Chinese cleavers, you know? <laughs> And we bought like a huge cleaver each and I showed it to my mom and she almost screamed because she thought I'm going to cut my hand off or something as, as, you know, a nine-year-old kid. And then I start chopping and, um, you know, and and just kind of uh, experimenting. My mom was a, 
she was a single mom with me and my brother, so she, she was working a lot. So, uh, you know, I often cooked for me and my brother and for the family. And so so that's kind of how, how it all started. You, you 43. No, right. you're not 43. You look oh, so much younger. You. Oh, yeah. you're so cute. So, I mean, I mean, to be honest, you look sort of our age. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 30s. Sure. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, but going back to... I know how old you <laughs> are, Jay. <laughs> Don't you try it, man. Yeah. I'm only 36. But mm. going back... Um, so, when you were nine... Yeah. You don't have YouTube. No. You don't have Tinternet. You don't have um, cable no. TV. So it was so all was trial and error, man. Yeah, it was all just uh, just cooking and tasting and going, that's not just good. Just seeing what? what's in the cupboard and just yeah, throw exactly. that in. Yeah, exactly. That's what it, all it was. That's how I learned, learned how to cook was really taking very few ingredients and trying to combine them. And you must have a lot of pastas garish meals. And, yeah, it was pretty. I mean, some things, were, yeah, yeah. some things were very... Inedible, but you know that was the. I, I just loved the process. I just loved the. You know. Kind was of your mum cooking at home? She was, uh, but not like passionately cooking. She but was just cooking, cooking for the cook. kids for and, food. And, and, yeah, and and my grandmother, my mom's mother, was actually an excellent, uh, like old school cook. You know, making meatballs and you know stewing and making sauces and. It was kind of funny because my grandfather always took the credit. Like she would cook and cook and cook. And he would walk in the kitchen and just put a little sprinkle of salt in there. <laughs> and then sitting around the table, he would go, oh, look what I made, right? And my grandmother was so sweet. She never said anything. She isn't, let him have all the credit. Isn't that what executive chefs do, though? Because you get all your team cooked behind yeah. you. And when it comes yeah. to the past, you sprinkle a little yeah. bit of salt and pepper. True, man. There you go. I'm grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not really, but of course, you know, you I need a strong team. Word, but anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no, I can't. I mean, I, you know, it's a team effort. You couldn't do, sure, yeah. you couldn't do a restaurant by yourself, no. you know. So what did you but, study in the States? Uh, computer science. Okay. Yeah. Did uh, undergrad and then I did a graduate degree in information systems, actually. Worked a few years. And, and was that in Hawaii? Mm -hmm. So you was in Hawaii for how many years? Eight years, oh, wow, okay. almost nine years, yeah. And were you cooking then as well? I was, but, but see, that's... Um, okay, so while we were in Hawaii, we were living in uh, student, house, student houses and lots of international you know, roommates or housemates, yeah. whatever. When I say roommates, a lot of <laughs> Europeans go, what, you guys had, you were a lot of guys in one room? And say, <laughs> no, 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 no. Anyway, housemates. And uh, we used to, um, you know, I, the thing was people would have uh, their families come to visit and things and... They would say to me, you know, do you mind cooking, you know, and here's some money. And I would do that a few times. It was a great success. You know, we put up a big table in the backyard and and that's kind of, um, you know, how the kind of big production cooking kind of started. And what were you what types of things were you cooking there? Kind of things I'm cooking here now. Just my favorite things, man. I mean, some things are rooted in Sweden. Not that much, but, uh, you know, otherwise just my things that I've learned, you know. So just sort of to go back is that um, your education or further education is what took you to Hawaii? Yes. So now it's just, and any particular reason why the States? Or was it a case just to get out of Sweden? Yeah, you know, I tried to not go to the States. After I, st I spent a year as an exchange student when I was 17 years old there. Okay. And I was in Maryland and thought it was a very bizarre experience. Like It was like traveling 40 years back in time. Mm. It was very segregated and... Very strange experience. And I, after that, I thought, okay, well, at least I'm never going back to the States again. And then a few years later, a friend of mine says, you know, we can get student loans if we go to Hawaii and study there. And I went, get out of here. And then, you know, three months later, we were in Hawaii with Sweet. our bags going, wow, this is surreal, man. This <laughs> what's, is really happening. What's Hawaii like? Because you see the, the, the beautiful kind of, this is Hawaii, it's really cool. Halula girls. Haluli, halumi cheese everywhere. Whatever the girls are that are there, you know, beautiful Polynesian looking women, handsome, big, chunky guys. Everything's happening, surfing's going on. But then you see the dog the bounty hunter bit of all the issues and all the drugs and all yeah. that. So what did you, what's, you know, what's your um, view of Hawaii? Well, it was funny you should mention dog the bounty hunter because his office was really close to where we used to hang out, but I never saw him, but oh. I knew his office from the show and stuff. Uh, what's Honolulu? I mean, we were in Honolulu, but that's um, the Oahu, the island is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like here. You know, they have a patong, which is their Waikiki, but it's not as sleazy, of mm. course, and a little more Gucci, Fanucci. But, uh, but it probably was a lot like patong 40, 50 years ago, mm. I'm, I'm guessing. 
Um, otherwise, you know, you can drive around the island much like here. You can go to a, a deserted beach and, uh, you know, I guess the, the, the ocean is more is stronger. You sure. know, there's, there's a lot of big wave competitions mm. and, you know, some insanely good surf if, if that's what you're into. But, yeah. but otherwise, it's very uh, similar lifestyle to here. People are happy. You, you, you lock eyes with somebody. They often smile and say hello. You know, you never met them. And yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what appealed to us when we came here. Well, when did you... Similar feel. So, sorry, did you meet Jade there? In, in Hawaii, yes. Okay. And she what was, was she doing? She was working in the admissions office. We were both in school together in, oh. in Hawaii Pacific University. And she was, she was on a, a work-study program. Mm -hmm. So she, you know, worked, uh, I don't know, 20 hours a week or something and got a massive reduction on her tuition, which we were all really jealous of. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, still, uh, you know, yeah, that's, that's how we met. Sweet. So when did you both decide to, so jumping a little bit forward, so you went from Hawaii and then you got together. Yeah. And then where did you go after Hawaii? We came straight here, actually, funny oh, wow. enough. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it was just by chance. We were leaving Hawaii in, um, what was this, January 2006, I believe. And uh, my dad, I got an email from him saying, I, I'm going to be in Phuket. I have an apartment in Kamala. Uh, you know, and there's an extra bedroom if you guys want to just come and hang out with me for a while. Now, sorry, you, you, so you, that you, became the first step on uh, us leaving Hawaii. You said before that you were kidnapped by your mum. I don't want to. I don't want to go yeah, into yeah, yeah, how yeah, that yeah. all works. Um, <laughs> I do. If, if, if Interpol are listening, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, so your your mum and dad obviously were separated. Yeah, yeah. And so, did you w were you close to your dad, or was that a complete split? And did the, uh, the phone call come out of the blue, or it, it was? I mean, I was an infant, so uh, it, it's kind of interesting because I had the first dinner with them both at the same dinner table here in my restaurant in in Surin when I was I don't remember 34 years old or something it wow. was the very very first time and I I was just like I was just beaming with happiness and I was <laughs> looking they're like what's going on I said, this is the first time I'm at the dinner table with both you guys and, and that's that was fantastic kind of cool yeah yeah they're on good good terms and everything but I don't know I guess my mom didn't wasn't fully in love. I, I don't know. And she, no, but in terms she of she took me away. So I, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't need to go into that. But in terms of I had the same question. In terms of you grew up with your mom, obviously, and you yeah. you've got an older brother, a uh, younger brother. Younger brother. We don't have the same dad, but um, right. Yeah, okay. So. But for for your dad, yep. W at what point did you get in touch? Because if you were as an infant, oh yeah, no, he was, he was a, he was a good dad. He would uh, you know I would meet him once or twice every oh, okay, year. Cool. So okay. you know Christmases and things and. And, you know, he, he was, you know, he was kind of living the big life. So I, I, got, I got a little slice of luxury here and there, you right, know. He, he had a boat he traveled the world with. I was in uh, West Indies for, for when I was, you know, I don't remember, eight, nine years old, something like that. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, he lived in Paris and in Nice. And, you know, was, so I kind of, you know, he flew me in and, yeah. and, you know, I got to spend some time. And then also, also uh, appeals to my, I mean... Also um, has to do with my cooking because I got to eat a lot of like foie gras and, and you know, kind of fancy stuff, you know, and, and I, I was willing to try everything and, and um, you know, I kind of fell ideas. in love with that side of eating as well, you know, Michelin star restaurants and things. And, and I would tell my mom and my brother when I came home and they were just rolling their eyes like, <laughs> oh, God. So off again. Yeah, exactly. So 2006, you and Jade said, right, okay, we'll pack up and we'll go yeah. and see Dad in... Phuket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, originally, the thing was after 9-11, man, it just got really hard to get work permits and things like that. They really made it difficult, you know, and we really felt like we'd been there a while. We both had worked and we felt like we're going really nowhere. We, it's time to get out of here. You know? Yeah, yeah you really, Swedish yeah. are well known for terrorism. I yeah, 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 you know, it's true. That you know, blonde hair <laughs> and blue eyes, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible people. Yeah. Well, nobody thinks I'm Swedish. That's true, actually. No. You don't come across Swedish, yeah, apart yeah. from when you cook the meatballs. Yeah, yeah, That's my yeah. only Swedish joke that I've <laughs> a crowbarred in. It was going to be the well ending. Done, well done, done. well so done. So, 2006. It's nice to have a Muppet. <laughs> a genuine Muppet. He's a Swedish <laughs> chef. I mean, I it's pretty Pretty yeah. birdie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. did you... When was the discussion about opening the first taste? Because obviously, so you, the first one was on Surin Beach back in the yeah, day. Yeah, right. So when did you, the discussion came, right, we're going to come to Phuket. And did you just sit around and your dad said, oh, let's open a restaurant or? Yeah. Uh, so, so 
being here, living in Kamala for what was going to be one month became two months. And this was about a year after the tsunami or so. So there was still a lot of wreckage and stuff. I mean, not that that matters. But anyway, um, we, we ate a lot at uh, Rockfish. I don't know if you remember yeah. Rockfish, yeah. that restaurant. Yeah. And such a great location and things. And we just thought, man, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just start simmering a little bit, like thinking, because we, we didn't really have a plan for the future. So, I mean, what if we, you know, maybe can do a restaurant one day and, and Jade's passion is art. So maybe like gallery, restaurant, kind of something to combine both our kind of passions. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of, because we kept go eating out and talking food and cooking at home and, and uh, you know, just start growing out of that. And then uh, when we left here, we, we went traveling, went to Nepal and we went to Sweden. And while we were in Sweden, I thought maybe I'll get a, on a, an internship in a restaurant just to see what it's like. Because, I mean, you know, being a home cook, it's definitely not the, sure. sa- not the same. So, uh, you know, I, I managed to get a, an unpaid internship at this really cool restaurant in, the, in Stockholm and worked there for a couple months and kind of understood a little bit. But, but also, I, I mean, it was intimidating because in Sweden, staff is, are, are so expensive. So the, the pace and the, the, you know, I mean, it was extremely hard work, you know. And with two or three people in the kitchen, you're serving 90 seats, you know, for lunch. And, and it was just full on. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll never do this in Sweden, that's for sure. Yeah. But it was nice to see a, a well-oiled yeah. machine working like that. So for, for the so, experience for you, it was more about the, the function, the systems, the process, yeah. rather than anything. Any well, it was a test to see if this is something that I really wanted to do. Right. You like In the intensity of it. Yeah, and if enough. I could handle yeah, it, cool. if it's something... And, uh, and I think uh, right at the end of that internship, I was cooking it for my dad and stuff, and my dad said... He said, listen, everybody's telling me not to invest with, with you guys, you know, beginners to open a restaurant. He said, forget what they say. Let's do it. Let's make a restaurant in Phuket. Wow. So, so that's how it happened. So from then on, we, we left Sweden in about October and uh, arrived here. And, you know, and from then on, we started looking for a space. And so you went down to... Because you were on the beach, on Surin Beach, beach. when Surin Beach was the place to be. Yeah, but you know, when we, the funny part was we came here and the the place in Surin Beach was available to us from day one. As soon as we start throwing out questions like what's available to us and things and Surin Beach was like dead at night. It was no catch. Catch, maybe they were just in the finishing phases of construction when when we were kind of But that was still not a big clubbing or a nightclub place. That there was, was nothing. just a beachside beach restaurant. It was just beach restaurants that, yep. that shut after lunch, basically. It was only really for their... And it was all palms. dark and, mm. and exactly. And, and we thought, man, no, we want to do a dinner restaurant because, you know, we want to sell wine and we don't want to have to deal with beach chairs and this, that, and the other. Uh, so, we, you know, uh, but that place was available to us from day one and uh, we just kept saying no to it until one day... I mean, both Jade and I think we, we both kind of thought of the idea, but it was like a moment of clarity. It's like, of course we should be on the beach. And then we signed the contract, we start construction, and then Plow opened next door and Catch opened right, right around the same time. So this was, you know, before the beach was anything, you know, and... Uh, and Surin Beach, as you know, it was a magical, magical spot there. Well, we must have the met end. then 2007, 2008 time. That's right. Yeah, you were one of the first Because uh, we used friends, to hang out uh, at your place yeah. all the time. And that That's was... Right. And because Stereolab, and, and I'll still say this, and I've said this on other podcasts, that Surin Beach really benefited from Stereolab Absolutely. Yeah. friggin' amazing. Yes. Because everyone went to Stereolab. So they'd all walk past your place because sure. people would park in the main car park and walk left. And they'd walk past your place and then into Sterilab. Yeah, 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 or catch. I mean, it was great for us because we became the, for many people, like, you know, let's have dinner and then let's go go out. And everything was on the strip there. So you could just walk up and down. And and there was other cool places you could go to as well. Uh, I mean, man, I miss Cern Beach. Oh, I miss the time. It was such a nice time. We used to go down there. We was at your place probably every night. I would say when I was because I was living yeah. in Surin. So I remember, I remember we your apartment there. there. And yeah, Surin. What was that? Surin, Surin Hills? Springs. Springs. Yeah, exactly. You've never been around my house, and we've never done anything naughty. I just want to put it out there right <laughs> now. Never, ever, that's, ever. That sounds kind of no, gay. That's not a bit gay. Weird. Anyway, <laughs> you yeah. You guys were taste was 
for me was the hangout because there was mm. there was me there was Lightfoot there was Richie Rich there was all of us uh, you know um, Sandra yes there was Tess exactly there was the whole world it was the Amanpuri crew there at the time right and you guys and yeah it was a really and amazing that really time. benefited you because then you got all the Amanpuri guests yes. would come to your place. sure and sure. a lot of people would come to your place because you you're right there was Pla next to you but you were really I got to be careful what I say about Pla because if that big dude's still around, he'll probably kill me. Um, he was massive though. Yeah. He was Austrian. He's not around anymore. Is he not around anymore? No. His, his wife was a scary one, I think. Out yeah, of yeah. Of them, she was fair. way scarier. <laughs> she was, yeah. She was super She was scary. way scarier. But he was like eight foot tall Austrian bar, uh, basketball player, wasn't yeah. he? He was yeah, massive. Yeah, big, scary dude. Uh, yeah. But your place was was upper market than Pla, and I don't mean that, not posh yeah. posh, but you would definitely had the, you know, it was all nicely done. Jay did a really good job of- She did an know, excellent decking job, it out. Yeah. And then you had great food, great staff, and mm. then you had Jade at the front, you at the back, and it was just kind of a recipe that worked. It did, uh, but many people think it was like instant success like oh. that. It wasn't, it was two or three years of, uh, you know, high, we were, we were kind of never really ready for high season because it, it always crept up on you. It came, yeah. you know, at, at December 12th, you would go, where is the people? And by, by December 14th or 16th, smashed it, it was just rammed, you know? So you went from, you know, 20, 30 covers a night to 130 covers a night. And... That reset was so hard for us in the beginning, especially first season. I mean, yeah. Jade was, you know, she was pregnant and she was in tears and, you know, and, and, you know, many nights. I mean, you don't want to disappoint people, but, you know, hungry people are probably the worst people you can deal with. Dr really drunk and or really hungry people, I've found. That's, that's the worst. Drunk, so. hungry and pregnant. That's just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you first yeah. set up Taste, you'd, you'd never done a restaurant before. How was the process with coming up with a menu and what you're going to cook and, you know, because that's really yeah. a major thing. If yeah, you've never so done it before. The me exactly. So I was just kind of looking at the things that I knew I could make that would taste good. So it was never really, it was never really about pleasing anybody else but myself or I mean that sounds a bit weird no I just mean I want to do things that I knew I could do well yeah so so the menu became that and which is kind of almost like a storyboard of my life you know because I I went through these phases where I used to do you know spring rolls in my house and I used to just do them every afternoon you know and and until I got something that was kind of that I liked and then I'd move on to the next thing and next thing you know so the menu, even today, like everything, the concept is really strange. I mean, people who open my menu and start looking at it go, you know, they're trying to categorize. What is it? Is this an Italian, is it Mediterranean restaurant? But then they see a few kind of interesting Thai things or, the, you know, it's, it's a hard thing for people who've never been here. But it's basically just things that I like to eat and I like to cook. And what I like about what you do as well is you do bring in the old style of cooking and the old style. So talking about when I was doing my fermenting and my making pickles and stuff, mm -hmm. you still do that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. which I, I think is that. really cool because that's something that I really sure. like and interesting is that old style. of. So where did that come yeah. from? Uh, well, you know, Sweden is a very like a pickling nation. You know, we used to. You know, uh, we used to have root cellars and stuff. I mean, you know, before refrigeration, you know, everybody would have a cellar and they would keep potatoes and pickles and you, you get all the bounty of, of you know, the, the, the autumn or, or fall and you would try and preserve everything for the winter when stuff don't grow. I like what you did grow, there. So. You, you mentioned autumn and fall. So if there was any American yeah, business, yeah, they'd so done so the same as well. I had, to, I had to dumb it down for you guys a little <laughs> bit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. So, Surin, anyway. so how was the feeling um, when you had to shut there? Uh, it was, you know what, I mean, of course it was sad, but, but it was a year and a half process of, of from the first announcement, which like killed me. I was just, we were in Spain at the time visiting my dad and I, I start reading the articles about Surin Beach being, you know, illegal and all this stuff, which was totally not true, by the way. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, it just killed me. And then I, you know, and then it just kind of kept going and the, and then, you know, the new articles would come out and then, you know, it would all be extended. So basically we got two high seasons from the point where they said they were going to shut us down until we actually shut down. So but at the end of it, when they finally shut us down, I, I, I didn't feel much because it was inevitable somehow. Yeah, it, was, it was coming and it, and it had been causing so much stress anyway. So it was almost like 
okay, now, at least now it's gone. You know, now, now. And this is where we are now is what came after, correct? Yeah, yeah, right, Taste so, Bar and Grill area, yeah. But what was the planning process for that? Because you... Uh, right, so, I mean, there was, there was an years. overlap. The, this was actually open in the last high season of the beach. So, okay. uh, what was that, four years ago? So, mm. when we started realizing that we were probably going to lose the place on the beach, we started looking for locations. Sure. And, we, and this came across. This used to be a spa here. Yeah, I don't know was. if you remember, yeah? Yep. Senses, Senses Spa. What, what was it before? I remember the Red Room used to be... The Red Room was the other that, side. Yeah, it was yeah, down yeah. there. It used to be where so Tesco is. That, we should explain this. So, so Taste Bar and Grill was in Bangtow. It's, it's basically across from Tesco Lotus. Other Tescos are available. And yeah. across from whichever Bank building... Bank well, that's a... Yeah, you could yeah, say that. Whatever Foley's... And then before that was something else, wasn't it? Yeah, Jordan that was whatever that was. Yeah, reef? that opened was for it the one. Reef? Reef bar or something? Oh yeah, Sugar Reef. Sugar, Sugar Reef. reef. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. That was there for a while too. He was a weird bloke, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, I don't remember really. Yeah. I think he was. There's a weird some bloke. characters, yeah. man. There's, There's definitely some, some characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So you opened um, this one up the the high season before the Surin Beach closed. Yeah, Surin Beach closed on April twentieth, which is four twenty, by the way. Not that that matters to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 in terms of, in terms of what a date. I mean, come great, on, yeah. pick, a, pick, a, pick another date. For you, man. that's a come perfect on. day. Yeah, well, it's memorable. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of, so you opened this and had it running, mm. but you knew yeah. at that time it was a case of yeah. it's a slow transition from one Well, you know, at that, at that point we thought, okay, worst, worst case scenario we'll have this, best case scenario we'll have both, you know, yeah, okay. and, and that's kind of, and we wanted to stay in Phuket. I mean, our kids are born here mm. and, you know, we've got roots here and, and we really wanted to stay so, um, you know, at the time, I mean, yeah, yeah, what can I say? Yeah, Surin Beach, they, they, you know, the last year and a half or two years, they stopped renewing our, uh, our business, li not the, you know, our food licenses. And, you know, so everything became harder and, uh, you know, our alcohol license wasn't renewed the last year. So, so all the things you need to have a work permit was kind of like getting like, uh, uh, you know, what are, we need a legal place somewhere, you know, legal. But we need a place where we can have all these papers, you know, so, and, and so this, this became that. Yeah. And then jumping ahead again, and then you had the place in Kamala as well that you were running. Yeah. Yeah, we tried that for two years. Uh, so how was that? That was you running someone else's uh, yeah, kind of it's restaurant? Yeah, a, a good friend of mine, Keith, he, he owns the, um, the condo hotel there, uh, the Palms. And he wanted to basically outsource his uh, food and beverage operations there. And uh, I thought it was a great idea because you're right on the walking beach road in Kamala and stuff. Later, I found out that it's really only guest house people walking up and down that right. street even though it gets very busy yeah. you know like here we we appeal to locals we always have i mean even on the beach we had a good local following yeah. and stuff but that was that became impossible to build in kamala somehow i don't well I don't you're know. an institution i think for the locals that have lived here i mean everyone knows taste restaurant everyone yeah. knows martin and jade so I think that that's, you are part of the furniture yeah. in Phuket. Well, it's, it's been, uh, yeah, along 13 years in business now. We've made a lot of friends, and it's probably part, I mean, that's pr probably why we're still here. I yeah. mean, you know, <laughs> so then, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. You've also now got, not only do you've been through all this, but now you've got taste in Yamu. Yeah. Yeah. So how did that one come about? Uh, similar thing, man. I talked with uh, Peter over there, who, who was the owner of uh, Breeze and also the developer, one of the developers out there. And, and uh, Peter Hamilton. Peter Hamilton. Yeah, I kicked yeah. him. The yeah, week. I kicked him on Monday <laughs> yeah. playing football. Sorry, no, Peter. So, so I didn't we, mean to kick you. Got, yes, he did. <laughs> he did moan at me. He did say he's sixty years old and I shouldn't be kicking him. And I was like, yeah, he deserved he, it. Yeah. Well, wow, he, yeah, he did a little bit. Yeah. I uh, know, but he, he gave us this opportunity to take over the restaurant, uh, you know, and if, if, if you've been there, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful spot. I mean, it's a, uh, with a sunset view and a big infinity pool and everything. I mean, it's located in, uh, you know, in Yamu, so it's not close to anything. I mean, that, well, it's that's close to me. Thing. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's you good, live right around the corner. for me. In you fact, should come around more often, man. What are you doing? You gotta I do show. pop up every now and again. You're yeah. not open that often. Yeah, yeah only, only on Sundays there right now. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I think we are coming on... Well, we're recording this on Friday, but we are coming on... I'm coming on Sunday because um, I, Jade... Uh, I should say this. Jade yeah. phoned me today to say that you, Martin, had to promote her boot sale 
table sale, <laughs> booth sale, whatever it is. I don't <laughs> know what it is. Yeah, lawn. We're calling it a lawn, a sale. lawn sale yeah. um, on Sunday. But unfortunately, yeah. this comes out on Tuesday, so it was two days ago. So it was really good. I had a great yeah, time. Amazing. What a I great event! Huh? Yeah, Holy thanks very moly. much, man. Your food was amazing. Uh, I bought you some know, nice I do what arts I can. and crafts. It was lovely. Yeah. It's great. Day. Great. <laughs> there'll be, there'll be, I, I think we got a DJ. Who's DJing on Sunday? You are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not no, allowed I'm kidding. to DJ no, anymore. No, no, no. Your, your no, missus told me that I'm not cool enough to DJ now, uh, which I turned around and said I was never cool enough to DJ anyway, so uh, I'll you take did, it. You did a great job, man. You've DJed for us many times. I have you DJed You've done times. New Year's. I've done New Year's. New Year's and we did an 80s party where uh, we got a six-foot, well, not a six-foot, it was a, a full-size cardboard cutout of Mr. T and Michael Jackson. Remember that oh, night yes. down on the beach? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Oh, so I it was an 80s night. So yeah, so I got them printed that's off. Right. That, that was, was really the, good. That was a great, that was a great time, man. I we had like some great theme party. parties, actually. You I, did I have some great theme parties. It's time to do that again, I, I think. Ju- I, I'm just going to say exactly that. There's, there's a number of things here that you can kind of say, oh, they were the good old days. and Like theme parties, stereo labs. But there's not been places that have come up to replace them or advance them or anything. It just died and stopped. And you kind of think, well... In a lot of times, well, I think the, the crowds changed. The, the yeah, people have got, changed. You've you got know, to go through that cycle. But there's a, there's got to be a good enough crowd here that if you, you put on a certain theme party, you, you would get the numbers, right? Well, we, sorry, I would interrupt. Yeah. But Martin was talking when we came in off air. Um, so here at the Taste Bar and Grill in Bang Tao, you're doing a few different nights. Sure. Yeah, we we um, we launched our tapas and wine Thursdays yesterday. Cool. So, and that went really well, actually. Get two glasses of wine and a free tapas for three hundred and ninety nine baht. Sweet bargain. And yeah, it's a it's a great deal. And and you know, I mean, it's an event. You know, it gets people out of the yeah. house and and you know, reason to come and make it a little bit of unique. Do uh, you think people would come to an eighties night or nineties night? hundred. I, I absolutely do. Absolutely. If I think it's nineties. Nineties should yeah. be. Yeah, it should be nineties. Should be nineties. I think I think you could do both quite happily. You might get. There'll be a lot of crossover because I, I would do both, and I think you'll get a lot of people that would do the crossover. But you're mm. more of an '80s fan. I I'm, I am for the, I for know, the music. Ma- I'm sorry, no, Marty, no, no, but no, he's yeah. just, yeah. for the '80s music. Like yeah, no. definitely. But in terms of the '90s, I mean, that's like my sort of going out era. Yeah, what's well, the '90s? So that's that floats my boat as well. But they're, they're two different things. I would do the '80s night just for the sheer shits and giggles of it, and like you know, dressing up and, and having a laugh. The '90s night, I would do. I'm really going for the tunes. So yeah, I would sure, do it very you know, imagine you need if we to dress good, up like the Backstreet Boys. How cool would that you, be? You need like a good DJ for the night. I'm just sort of saying. Jay. Why are you not looking at me anymore? It, it, I'm, I'm just saying, Ben's available. Um, Ben's a really good DJ. <laughs> yeah. I know, I actually, I will totally admit that Ben Jay is a much better DJ than I am. But he's a Unfortunately, twat, on the show. Yeah, he turned us down <laughs> to be on the podcast, so, so, he, so fuck him. Absolutely, he's on the boat. So just before I came here today, I was talking to my mum in the office about it. She's like, so this podcast, how do I get this podcast? So I've just downloaded... The last week's podcast. Don't let your mum listen to the podcasts. Oh, she, she'll be on the podcast before you know it. Oh, I know she will. <laughs> she'll yeah. be taking it over. But no, mate, 80s night, 90s night, absolutely mm. do it. Exactly. Yeah, See, I think it I would think, rock. I feel like there's been 80s nights have popped up here. and I don't think a 90s. I don't I remember anybody doing it. I tried one 90s night. Really? And it went okay. But I think you could still dress up as 90s. Yeah. I think yeah. you just got to put a b- little bit, of, like you said, Backstreet Boys, take yeah. that. But focus yeah, it on Nirvana. Yeah, you exactly. focus it on the music and, and yeah. that, that cult era. Exactly. And you'll, you'll get the crowd in. I think that's a great idea. But you're I'm a bit of a, going off, off your foodie. You're a music dude. You, we used music. to sit down and talk about music all the time, all down, the time the, down on the beach. and Because you... We were both playing the Bossa Nova stuff before the Bossa Nova stuff was yeah. fucking everywhere. Yeah, that's true. Before, I, now I... I I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I fucking hate it. But anyway, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like anything. You get too much Because that's of when it. we were first um, downloading... Mm, mm, yeah, on yeah. what was it LimeWire? Yeah, yes. LimeWire. LimeWire. I remember that too. God bless LimeWire. <laughs> Actually, do you remember Napster, man? Napster, yeah. Napster started Napster it, man. Start. I never got into Napster. I got oh, into... Really? LimeWire was my first entrance into the <clears throat> downloading stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Semi-illegally. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, come on. It's it's, <laughs> it's there. but is it still? Yeah, it's music. It's for everyone. You still got music playing. So is that still a part? Is Absolutely. it still something you go into? Do you do your own music? Here? I, I do my own music, uh, of course. I mean, Ben J likes to think that he's helped me out a little bit, and he has. You know, I mean, you know, <laughs> what bless not him, to play? You know? 
He, uh, <laughs> he's given me a few ideas. But yeah, I mean, 98% is, is me. And, and I, uh, but I love music. Uh, and I love, uh, you know, we're going to have happy hour here very soon to, tonight. And I usually queue up. Six to eight. Very soon. I believe, is it yeah. six to eight every Friday? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's two o'clock. Is it? How soon are we talking? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta start. I mean, some people start coming in at five thirty already. They're they're ready to go. So uh, that's Friday. Know. No it's one's Friday, got any work. You know, you gotta yeah. kick it off. You gotta do it right. Should we start here tonight? But you gotta have you gotta have the good songs, the anthems. You know, a lot of them. A lot of it's from you know all kinds of, from the sixties all the way up to current. Oh, there's some cracking nineties anthems. Yeah, and mm, I'm sold. Let's absolutely. do a nineties night. Dude. I think we should. I, yeah. I don't well, do I've it. just done a whole on my affair podcast. I was doing a nineties podcast at the moment, so I'm just going through all the different news stories and all the different mm. music from the nineties. Will you DJ? So, yes. I'll come out of retirement for nineties night. Yeah. Nineties. Yeah. All right. But I'd only that's do it a, with Ben if Ben concept. J does it with me. If we do a couple of hours each. Because I don't want it to be an issue because he'll get all upset because, you know, I'm coming back on his patch. You're not getting paid. Oh, fuck. Okay. Fair enough. Typical taste restaurant. Don't get paid for entertaining the crowd. I mean, a great night. I mean, come on. Oh, no. The amount you drink, I mean, shit. A couple of Heineken's. That's fine. The other passion you've got is golf. So where does a golf passion come from? Uh, bizarre, man. It, me and uh, Mark Lightfoot, if you remember, he, he kind of introduced me to golf. He just thought, let's go and play. We I didn't play realize golf that. that so you only just started playing here? Yeah, you, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm still pretty terrible at it. <laughs> but, you know, I don't really care. It, it's more of a social thing, to be honest. It's nice to get out, get away. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you, if you just immerse yourself in one thing, you go crazy. So. Golf is my kind of little getaway. I, I, like play once, uh, I like the idea of golf. I really do. I mm. get that because uh, let's, let's catch up. We're going to you know, play nine holes, have a chat, you know, yeah, fuck absolutely. around with it, not really care too much about it. But at the same, it's, it's one thing doing that than going to, say, play football, which is you're sort of immersed in that sort of hot pocket of it for a, a certain amount of time. Yeah. I like that. Mm. At the same time, you've got to have a, a reasonable level, I feel, anyway. And I'm very sporting competitive. So okay. if I can't, Smack the ball down the fairway. I'm just like, fuck this. I'm not interested. Yeah, see, that, that's the thing. You got to have dogs. really low expectations on yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the thing. And, you know, you lose a handful of balls. You know, I mean, it's just... Is this, what, just, is this how you, you know, talk to your kids? You know, you got to have really low expectations of yourself. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> you know. Set the bar I mean, really yeah, fucking yeah, low. And, and, and <laughs> it's just, you'll just, you'll shine. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, but you've social. always had quite a chilled frustrate. attitude anyway. So for, did you get frustrated when you play golf or not at all? I mean, rarely. Uh, let me put it that way, rarely. Uh, I, of course, I mean, when you, when you put the fourth ball in the lake, you're kind of like, ah, man, come on. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, still, it, it goes over and it passes. And, you know, next hole is, is you know. The thing is, nobody else really cares about your game. And that's the good thing about yeah, golf. Yeah, yeah. You can it's play with game. professionals. I've played with guys who've won, like, amateur championships mm. in Hong Kong and stuff. And I've played with guys who are much worse than I am. And it doesn't really matter, you know? Nobody really cares. I mean, you can have a competitive game, but it's not, uh, you know, it's still all laughs, you know? Yeah. Nobody cares. So what's the plan for Taste? Taste future? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to have a 90s party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tonight's happy hour, man, Fridays. I need to really promote that. That's a good time. And, and you know, I, I think everybody who comes get to meet, gets to meet other people. And, and you know, it's, it's a good, like, um, you know. Uh, social scene. Social scene that, yeah. that starts the weekend for people and, and puts everybody in a good mood. Um, and so else? obviously you've got this one that's like the Bangtail one. We're open as normal at the moment. Yeah, it's it's only open Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Okay. So uh, and then Sundays in Yamu, but only for brunch. So that's okay. twelve thirty till I don't know four thirty. So you're playing a lot of golf on Mondays, Tuesdays, <laughs> yeah. and Wednesdays. Uh, not really. I'm I'm only playing on Saturdays at the moment. My son uh, Leo is getting really into golf, and and that's um, I must say. So th- I'm, I've. Working a lot, working evenings especially, you know, you kind of, um, your kids going to school in the daytime and being yeah. home at night, you don't see them as much. And I, golf has really helped me and my son connect. And now my daughter, she's going to start the international program in September or end of August. So she's been free for many months and she's been working with me here in the restaurant. Cool. And we really have connected for, through cooking, you cool. know, she, she loves it. And so I feel like, uh, you know, even though, 
COVID has been affected businesses negatively it's it's done wonders for my family that's great that's, that's a real that's, positive yeah yeah yeah. i mean there's been a lot of negative for a lot of people throughout the mm, year sure but it is good to take out those positive moments and well you mm. know that in particular for me or for you or whoever sure that's kind of cool yeah no no it's it's great man i i, I covid COVID, yeah. <laughs> go covid and so but taking covid uh, out no, of the equation sort of momentarily at the big say the beginning of this year mm-hmm. did you have whether it's for this year or beyond, you know, this is the plans maybe we've got for taste and I've, I've, I'm assuming those have changed or is it something we can just say, well, we'll do it still, but it'll be a, bit, a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. What really is the future? I, I think, um, you Good know, question. we, we kind of gave up on Kamala bef- right before the high season. And that was last high season was a killer trying mm-hmm. to run three restaurants with not, not quite enough staff. And, and I, I felt and Kamala really consumed a lot of energy and, and we couldn't really get it to work. Yamu was new, but I couldn't really quite oversee it enough. And, and uh, yeah, it was driving me completely crazy. So now I'm, I'm just happy to have two restaurants and we're trying to just, you know, uh, just, you know, I, I guess evolve and, and move forward. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, no, no big plans on going global yeah. or you know, none of that, you know, yeah. more, more scaling it down to something that's really manageable. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and also now I'm, I'm loving cooking a lot more. I mean, we have a very small team at the moment and, and everybody's on board. It feels really, uh, it, it's a different feeling right now. What are you cooking at the moment? What's, what's new and exciting in your chef's life? Uh, well, I can't really give you any dishes, but, but what I do now is I do a one page menu. Um, with huge font, <laughs> which people have been complaining about because a lot of my, my average age of my customers yeah. can be pretty high. Yeah. Somebody said that they looked at the menu the other day and said, oh, finally, you're appealing read. to your demographic, they said. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, it also it allows me to keep it really fresh. I, I rotate things in and out every week, and I'm experimenting with new things. And I feel like I'm kind of back to where we were in the beginning on the beach where we just kind of testing things out again and playing around with food rather than, you know, making it commercially, you know, a big factory, you know, cranking it out. What's your favorite thing to cook? That's a good question, actually. Um, He does that occasionally. Yeah, no, that's so hard. It's been 40 minutes. I've got one good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't really say for sure. I, I mean, I, I just love the feeling when, when I've created something that I'm proud of and then people like it, mm. you know? That feeling is, I mean, it can be anything, man. I mean, actually, to be honest, it's comfort food is my passion. Uh, you're not going to see me with a tweezer putting on little flowers and decorating a plate with, you know, pink brushes and all this stuff. It's not really our style. It's more comfort food. It's... Um, but, 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 you know, when I get that little thumbs up as people are leaving or they come up to the window and say, wow, thank you, that was really memorable, that just makes my day, you know. I just get goosebumps. I get goosebumps now thinking mm-hmm. about it. That's just know. looking at me, darling. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've eaten it. You've eaten it. I've I eaten mean, it. I've eaten the, the Serin one. I've eaten the Yamu one. I never came down to the Camilla one, to be fair. Um, you didn't miss much. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved the food here, I have to say. I mean, thank you, yeah. General sort of, as Jay mentioned, calm, easygoing demeanor How sometimes yeah, yeah, I bet yeah, some sure people would disagree with that yeah, but anyway okay yeah. <laughs> she's not here yeah the that doesn't go well with the typical chef hothead explosive no but of course it's hard i mean sometimes you get frustrated when you, especially when you start falling behind in the kitchen yeah. and there's a mistake made you know it can be by, by me or somebody else but it holds up the whole queue mm. That can be extremely frustrating sometimes, uh, you know. And but of course you got to try and keep keep a cool head. Or somebody makes a mistake, you, you tell them you made a mistake, and then you try and clear it so you don't like you know you don't keep that anger all yeah. night, you know. I mean, uh, but it's it's so it's, it's frustrating on, sometimes. You don't go full on Gordon Ramsay in the kitchen. I ha- I have thrown things. I mean, not uh, <laughs> at people. Not 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 yeah, not at people. But I I have been frustrated with like tuna steaks being overcooked and stuff from the grill, and I've. I've gone out and I've like crumbled them and like throw them on the ground and say, now do it right. And then afterwards, I mean, my staff, they've been working with me a long time. They know I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, this is nothing personal. This is just, I want equality to be a certain level. And, and, you know, and if it's not that, then we have to do it again. I mean, it's nothing, 
it's always better to make a customer wait than to give them something that's substandard, you know? Yeah. What's your, um, uh, <laughs> I was going to ask, do you get frustrated when people tell you how to cook a certain dish? So, for example, when, because yeah. there's this one of our friends, who I won't mention her name, but she mm-hmm. used to work at Amanpuri, was very precise <laughs> yeah. how she would want <laughs> oh my God. the food. What is that like for you? Uh, you know, I... There's those people. There, there are people who are, you know, I want the, the, the dressing on the side and I want no tomatoes, but I want extra cucumber. I want this, that, the other. And once you please those people and they're happy, it's, it's very satisfying. Mm. You know, I don't mind that. And then there's people who tell you that you should be doing this better. You should be cooking it this way instead of that way. And, you know, I don't, I don't really take offense. It's a learning thing, cooking. And, and if somebody, you know... Uh, Somebody wants to tell me how they make their meatballs. I'm going to listen. I'm not too proud to say, you know, no, no, I'm doing it the correct way. You know, I, my, even my food, I always keep trying to make it better. And I've, I've told the staff too many times, like, if, you, if, if anybody wants to challenge anything I do, we make it together and then we taste it. And if, it's, if your way is better, we go with your way. I'm and not then proud, I'll throw a knife at you. Of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, before really. Russell asks his, his question, um, hmm. meatballs... Yeah. Breadcrumbs in or no breadcrumbs in? Definitely breadcrumbs, man. Okay. But you got to soak the breadcrumbs. Okay, so my grandmother, she makes it like this, man. She takes breadcrumbs, she soaks them in milk, and that could take a good 15, 20 minutes. So don't like put don't take the mince meat and throw in throw in, you know, the breadcrumbs and then, you know, whatever. She used milk, but you know, don't, or egg, I don't use egg, but anyway, don't put all that together because then it all, you know, you don't really know what you're going to get. Better soak the breadcrumbs, get that really slushy, gooey consistency, and then mix, mix it with the mince. There you go. Then you get really tender, lovely meatballs. And at the moment, actually, <laughs> we're doing something that made, maybe my grandma wouldn't approve of. We're actually steaming the meatballs very gently first. And then we pan serum after. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I really want meatballs now. Yeah, so that, that keeps them more moist. You know, if you, if you go straight from raw in a pan... nothing better it, than a moist, moist ball. ball. <laughs> <laughs> what sort Day. of things have you got on your bucket list? <sighs> that's a good question. I, I'm kind of struggling with... Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling with kind of what I... I'm, kind of, I'm so kind of happy and satisfied. I want to travel more. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's what's coming up more and more. I <laughs> you wanna, and everyone else at the minute, mate. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but not necessarily outside of Thailand. I want to see yeah, yeah. more of Thailand. I mean, well, I've you been just here came long back enough. from your golf story to interrupt, yeah. as oh. I've been told off by one of our listeners <laughs> interrupting the guests. Yeah. You just went up to Hoi Hin I, to I play did, golf. What yeah. was that like? That was fantastic. Mm. Great experience. Hua Hin is uh, much like here. There's not much going on there. So yeah. traffic is non-existent you know go getting to and from the golf courses is easy nighttime um, you know uh, most places are shut but the ones that are open are still very optimistic and you get greeted with honest happy smiles you know that commercial thing that's built up i find that over the last 10 years in thailand is is maybe clearing out, or I the felt like there was the fake smile. You mean the yeah, fake greeting? Yeah. Just and the, the, fake, the commercialism. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it, it used to be such a. It felt like that anyway when I came 14 years ago. It felt like it was such a honest, uh, up to you, genuine smile mm-hmm. kind of place. And over the last few years, I feel like it's just become this commercial, more money making thing. I mean, it's it's natural, I guess. It's a natural progression of you know, big hotels and, and whatnot. And, you know, you got to make money. You got to, you know, to, mm. so, but, but I think this, this, uh, if, if, if Huahin is anything to judge from the future, I think that's exactly where we're heading now. I think it's a humbling experience for everyone. Mm. You're really happy to see customers coming in your place. <laughs> it's, yeah, a yeah, yeah, like, it's a reason. It's a Me too. Reset. I'm ecstatic when yeah. somebody comes here. Have you got any, um, um goals bucket list goals for golf is there any courses you'd love to play on or anything like that or is that not really you know, something I don't you're... even watch golf on TV <laughs> <laughs> there's this guy called Tiger Woods don't know if you've oh, ever heard yeah, of yeah, him oh yeah 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 I'd love to go to the I've heard Cup. about him really would, yeah mm. for me it's, it's, it's still it's social as long as I can do it with my buddies man I, I, I would hate to go and play a golf course by myself I mean it could be Augusta or whatever I'd still be I want my friends around me you know yeah, that, yeah. that's why we're playing you know so no no real no real 
you know, I'm real bucket You're just list, content. I'm too happy. content, man. I'm I'm actually a little worried about myself. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, where's the hunger, man? I don't know. I, I have everything I want. My families, they're all, you know, I've got a great family and, and everybody's happy and school's going good. If I everybody's just, healthy. Just, if I may give you a small piece of advice, then tune in next week. When we've interviewed Jade, and there's a fucking list of shit. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, what's next week? What, what are you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, well, it's a, uh, um, Martin, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Yeah, Thank you. Um, very interesting story. And make sure you come to Taste Restaurant. Um, the Bangtown one is open Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Saturdays. And Saturdays. Yep. Um, and then the Yamu is open for brunch on Sundays. Sunday. What yeah. time you open Thursday, Friday, Saturday? We open at six, okay. six p.m. But you know, if you're gonna, if you're here at five, I'm not gonna say go away. Yeah. You know, <laughs> let's put it that way. Well, it's, it's, but it's, listen, anybody. It's past two. I'm yeah. just <laughs> Happy hours from six to eight every Friday. Yeah, that's uh, right. And and wine and tapas on Thursday. That's that was a smashing success yesterday. So I really recommend if you like wine and tapas. A, yeah, and tapas. You know, place to be. Place to be. And speaking of smashing it, nineties party. 90s party is coming up, man. Let's do this. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna set the date. Oh, I better get my old DJ controller yeah, out. Yeah, you better yeah. get it out. Get it out of the old dusty. Dust. Dust. It is really dusty. <laughs> I know. All right, Marty. Thank you very much yeah. for your time. Appreciate it. Nice thank you, Russell. guys. Thank you. Thanks, Appreciate buddy. it. Cheers. Bye. Uh, welcome to the outro. I'm a little uncomfortable. I've got to be honest. Why are you uncomfortable? Because you're standing up. I know. And and just just <laughs> it all of a sudden struck me that it's really awkward that you're standing up. Do you feel intimidated by me? Yeah, because I'm sitting down. <laughs> well, that's obvious because you keep saying I'm stood up. Um, with this Do is you the want me to stand up? I can stand up as well if you like. No, because that would be weird then. That, would. That's like we're, yeah, it's like we we're about to do a duel of something with these <laughs> two microphones. I'm going to look this way. This is quite, I've not done this stand up before. I quite like it. Do you like our mural? Um, yeah, we're back at Canine... Um, I was going to say Canine Point Academy. I am going to say Canine Point Academy. We, we recorded Martin at Taste in Bangtown. Now we've come to Canine Point Academy to do the outro. Um, I do like your new mur mural. It's nice, isn't it? It yeah. is nice. Um, that was Martin. That was really cool. I really enjoyed that. He's got a great story. I like Martin. And there was many stories that we couldn't tell. You mentioned that, yeah. Yes. And obviously you've known him more intimately a lot longer than I have. Not sexually intimately. What's a bit better term? I've known Martin and Jade pretty much since I've been here, since they had wow, okay, taste yeah. on... I will get down, because I so, stand out a bit weird. I know I went to taste, the original taste, on Surin Beach. I just don't remember much of No, it. We, were, we weren't really friends. And you was living down south and other yeah, places. Yeah, I, so, I was a Katu Phuket Town kind of guy. Yeah. And then... You were the weirdos. I mean, we met later... Well, we met at the white party. I think it was the first white party at Catch. Yeah, well, so we, I was a serene, I was the hanger out of serene. We were the, the serene crew. Yeah. I was part of the cool kids <laughs> back in the day. I'm not cool anymore. Um, but no, it was really popular, really popular. Yeah. Um, honestly, we used to go there every single night, hang yeah. out there, have some drinks, eat some food, and then go on afterwards wherever we Which went. Which is to. kind of what they've replicated at the new place in Bank, COVID aside, obviously, but with the new place in Bank Tech, one new place. The, yeah, the just sadly, it doesn't have Stereo Lab next door to it. Yeah. That should be awesome. Yeah, that, that was a cool place. But though. no, Martin's a good guy. Uh, go check out his happy hour on Fridays from 6 till 8. And we will definitely be promoting the shit out of the 90s night. I'm very uh, excited yeah, about that. Yeah, 90s night, which we seem to have talked ourselves into. <laughs> I, I believe there was no financial... I don't care, I'm in. I just well, I know, but I'm the one that's got to play the music. I'm just going to turn up and drink and have fun. <laughs> mm, very true. Um, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, like us on Twitter... Uh, Phuketpodcast.com That's it, just go to that one Yeah. And if you need your dog trained Or you want to have somewhere for your dog to sleep And stay for either short or long term Happy times or non-happy times mm -hmm. um, Then come to Canine Point Academy As I like to call it But you'll change it to Canine Point Well, it's no, it is Canine Point But the Academy is part of Canine Point So you're Canine But that's just confusing from a branding point of view For the last, however many, 46 episodes I've always said Canine Point Academy And now you're telling me I was wrong the whole time So I've got to go re-back and edit them all up or just say, check out caninepointacademy.com. I'm going to stand up again. Or just check out caninepointacademy.com. Thank you. Thanks, Russell. Bye, buddy. Bye.